0: Welcome to the Cult of Domesticity podcast, where two best friends tell each other stories about history, true crime, and other shenanigans. I'm Courtney. And I'm Ashley. And Ashley, I think my house is haunted. Oh, I'm so excited to hear the story. You mentioned it briefly earlier, and now I want to know. Yeah, so. Tell me, tell me everything. Uh, so, (laughs) schnitzel's been acting weird. Oh no, this is how the best ones start. The dog sees it. So, she keeps whining to get into the dining room, and she's not allowed in there. And, um, so I'm, like, home by myself a lot, and she just keeps whining and whining to get into this room, and I'm like, Schnitzel, you know you're not allowed in there. There's no cats in there. I'm like, she can't, like, from her angle, I don't think she can see out the windows, because that's kind of where she's looking. Mm -hmm. And no one ever sees it but me. Well, but that's because you're home so much, so, like, they wouldn't see that. So wait, is it is she like trying to look out the window? I don't think she can see. Or is it, it she just wants to get in there because she thinks there's someone in? Yeah, there. she's whining like she wants to get in. And there's two chairs there, our chairier, chair barrier. I came up with that mm-hmm. trademark, patent pending. uh <laughs> Classic trade. <laughs> Thing. <laughs> I like it Alright um, So <laughs> I Yeah so I'm in there And I'm Like I keep looking I keep looking I do it every so often I'm Like what is in there And today Caitlin was home And she goes What is she freaking out at? I'm like I told you She keeps trying to get in there And he- So is it possible That there are like Little mouse friends in there Or something like no, that No it's a hardwood floor we would hear it You'd hear it Yeah <sighs> It's it's the room that the cats Like my dad almost Barted socks Because he was gonna he thought he was gonna pee in there Because <laughs> my dad had just down the floors like probably like two years ago so yeah yeah i remember hearing (laughs) that story there's a lot of times we threatened to murder socks because like he's midnight does (laughs) he does so much to deserve it he's a dick this is like 13 pound cat who has been a dick his entire life who my mom thinks can do no wrong um (laughs) like if he was a dog in the 70s his name would be Shotzi. That was that was a That Seventies show reference that you should have picked up. Oh my on, god, one. yeah. I should have <laughs> It's been a while. We watched it too much and it reminds me of my mother and we keep getting in fights, so I don't want to watch it. That's why I said it, because Kitty Foreman's dog not shots. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Socks is, is an asshole. And so <laughs> sometimes there's cat food in there, but there hasn't been lately because Stencil got in there and ate it all. Um <laughs> Well, okay, but maybe that's why she wants to go back in there. Maybe it's like, oh, I bet there's still cat food. No, in there. no, she keeps like, like she, she keeps going in there, and so Caitlyn lets her mm. in, and she's like, "Let's just see what she does." And she goes, she keeps sniffing around this um, buffet we have in there from Caitlyn's house. Oh, the house that used to be my great grandmother and my great uncles. So my my mom's father's family. Right. Uh, well, okay. Well, no, okay. just no great so- my great great grandmother who is the Finnish one. Um, okay. And then my grandfather's brother lived there, and my grandfather. Okay, all right. Yeah. So Caitlin's like, she just keeps sniffing around the banquet, the buf- the buffet. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, she goes, do you think it could be great grandma in there? And I'm just like, oh, God. Oh, God. I, mean, I know! I... <gasps> like, not in there. Maybe, like, around yeah, she, there. She, well, she basically meant to think great-grandma is <laughs> right. body, the, the thing. I mean, if possible. Like, if, did they use it a lot? Like, the buffet thing? It was in her... Um, So, to describe what my great-uncle passed, what mm-hmm. was bequeathed to us? He never okay. cleaned it out after she died. And I think she died in the 80s. Cool. So All right. um, the situation would be called hoarding. <laughs> That's the word for it. Okay. Uh, and this is like a 1930s bungalow. So not a lot of space. Right. And that would mean probably like 50 years of hoarded stuff in there. Um, I don't think that long. But basically she used to collect stuff for like to send back to Finland after the war. Okay. And at the Second World War, in case you're wondering. So that would be 40 years, then. And I think it was, like, well, we found clothes from the 60s. So for about 20 years. we. Okay. <laughs> I was just going from, like, when they moved in to when she, you said she passed the yeah, 80s. Yeah, so basically, so, okay. um. My mental I'll have to go find right the there. pictures. Caitlin and I tried on, basically, my aunt and my mom's clothes from the 60s. We looked like we were in Scooby-Doo. <laughs> it was great. It's nice. so great. Um, But, yeah, so... I don't know. I'd have to ask my mom, but it's just really creepy because it's just happened in the past like two weeks. Yeah. Well, no, I was just wondering if like there's a reason she would be particularly attached to it. But like if that's where she always kept her stuff to send back to her family, then yeah, I guess I could see No, that, that was all up in the attic. The attic was uh like literally oh, okay. paths. It was hoarding. Uh, we found okay. a picture of Jesus, uh, uh, like a painting. It's like a painting <laughs> of him sitting out looking at a peaceful <laughs> sunset. Uh... That room. It's <laughs> sad that I think my grandmother had one of those. Oh, too. yeah, no, we found several of them. Uh, a painting yeah. of the Titanic sinking. Who doesn't have one Which is us? in the same room that Schnitzel keeps trying to go in. Also, wait, okay. also in this room is portraits uh, from, I think, my dad's side that we need to get that, like, just old relatives, stuff that we're supposed to, because there's three boys, so we're going to get two more copies made of each. Yeah. And I think some other portraits. Yeah, that room, shh, that room. There's a whole lot of stuff that they could be latched onto in there, basically. Yeah, but my hope is, because we have, because Socks has had accidents in that room, we got, like, cat diffusers, so it's, like, pheromones to like mellow them out oh so maybe that's i'm why. really hoping that's that but it's been in there for a while and it's like i don't well but like maybe it wasn't strong enough before and like it built up you know what i mean but I'm thinking it's not a fresh one. Like, that's the thing. It's, like, halfway down. And so... Oh, then I, I don't know. know. Do you want me to cheer you up with my ghost yeah! story? Okay. So you already know the story. But when I lived in Ohio, um, the last year and a half, almost two years, I lived with my friend Aaron, um, in the room that had been her papa's room. And he had died a year, probably a little bit under a little bit under a year before i moved in there he died by suicide like in the garage i forgot that part yeah um I'm really glad I forgot that part and like yeah well so like there wasn't ever really like a weird feeling in the garage except for maybe once or twice and that was probably my own stupid drunk brain because both times that I felt weird out there we'd had people over and like had been drinking and telling funny stories so like that was probably me but I would like I had a fan so like the way that you saw the room like the way that the bed was there wasn't a whole lot of room to move so like I had the fan propped up in a dresser drawer like the it was blowing directly onto the bed and it was plugged into the wall well to like a power strip on the wall. And I would like wake up in the middle of the night, and the fan would have turned itself on or off. Like clearly, nothing else in the room had gone out because, like, I always listened to Pandora radio, and so like my thing is always plugged in. So that wouldn't have been. It was just like I would, or like I would be sitting there. There were a couple times when it happened when I was awake, and I would like text you and be like, "Um, hold on, hold on to your titties, shit's happening." <laughs> no, I would just be sitting there, and I would be off because it was like winter time, and I would just like I would. Be Leave it in the, the drawer because i didn't have anywhere else put it so it would be off i enjoy your unicorn <laughs> but it would be off and then like it would just turn itself on and i'd be sitting there going um and it was always like aaron would come in and talk to me and would be telling me about her day and like my blu-ray player would just like stop working <laughs> like i would pause it so that she could talk and then when she would be about to leave like i would try to turn it back on like to hit play and they would just like shut off for no reason and then she would like end up hanging out for another couple minutes and then like by the time she left it would work again but like clearly while she was still not done talking it would it just wouldn't turn on like to the point where like we had to unplug it a couple times and plug it back in. It was it just freeze. Hello this is IT I tried turning it off and turning back on <laughs> <laughs> turning off back on again. <laughs> so we're not talking about ghosts just because we love to talk about ghosts. I mean we, we, we do, do a lot. <laughs> <Is> That's why <laughs> um it's relevant. So today. as of right now, wait let me we have two guesses. One of them is yes. correct. So thank you Hannah uh, yeah. Good job, Rachel, though, because that was a solid guess. I thought that's what it was. Um, uh, yeah. We're going to talk about... Well, the first half is just standard history, us banter, our best, back and forth, but the second part is one of the things that truly fucked me up as a kid. <laughs> what? You fucked up what? No. I, I no, literally... Surely we're going to talk about the Battle of Gettysburg and then talk about the haunting of Gettysburg. And... Ooh. I was thought ta- uh, Kayla and I were going somewhere today and I told her that I needed to watch this and she goes she just screamed one of the goat like the ghost stories out and she goes why did they have us watch this like we were at daycare we had to be under 12 and she goes oh, I think what? we were I think I was 10 which if it's over the summer I was 8 and oh I God. had nightmares that was, that's almost as bad as my seventh grade street teacher making us watch arachnophobia at the end of the year because she didn't have anything else for us to do <laughs> so like she had us watch arachnophobia and then the next year we watched one of the star wars like star trek i don't remember some nerd movie and she was like yeah kind of got in trouble for arachnophobia we're like yeah you probably should have but so since i got freaked out by it when i was a kid i'm wearing a unicorn onesie to cheer myself up it's beautiful. It is. It's light blue. It's, it's light blue. My sister got it for me for Christmas and I unwrapped it and immediately put it on. Much to... Is this the one that your mom told you you couldn't wear to family functions in um, public? <laughs> yeah, I try to wear it to Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> like straight up, I didn't want to take it off. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> I'm going to wear this everywhere. It's not as... I mean, it's a little small because I have like from swimming, everything is a little small shoulder wise. Yeah. Um. Unlike my other one. A.K. if you ever buy an adult onesie, buy at least a size or two up unless they're the really thin ones that have like a ton of space. But anyways, let's talk about Kettysburg. Everyone, you know, cuddle up. There might be some- Get situated. There might be some dramatic Civil War reading. Oh, I can't wait. This is going to be like the whole night. <laughs> We're going to be here for like three hours again. I can feel it I already. mean, I'm half a whiskey in. So, Gettysburg was fought from July 1st to July 3rd in 1863. Get ready for more of my numerexia I was going to say, can you shout the date like Dave Anthony? <laughs> July 1st, the 3rd, 1863! Oh, oh boy. Oh, I know how Gareth feels. Death that. Yeah. yeah, that too. <laughs> just a little. So this is an accidental battle. Like most things shit planned. Um, and yet it still took three days. It still took three days. Uh, <laughs> so basically, General Lee of Confederate Okay, first of all, history rant. Oh god. See? Nine o'clock. It's gonna be nine o'clock. It's almost eight o'clock, so fuck it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Wars can be caused by more than one thing, but let's go. Civil war mainly caused by slavery and then people citing states' rights, which was kind of part of it, saying now, oh, the Civil war of states rights yeah why were they calling states rights because they wanted their fucking slaves okay rant over no. fight me is it though is it really over i don't think it is like this whole episode is just going to be part of the rant no it's not going to be as bad as if i did certain founding father will not be named um okay so lee was successful at chancellorsville in virginia in may of same year and so he's like let's go back up north bitches <sighs> so he starts to lead his army <laughs> direct quote, direct quote. He started to lead his army (laughs) through, fuck this, Shenandoah, Shenandoah. Valley. Shenandoah To begin This is America. You can do this. I believe in Crown you. The Crown Royal says no. Um, <laughs> hashtag Crown Royal sponsor us. Hash brown me too. Uh, so he's trying to second attempt to invade them called the Gettysburg campaign. I didn't look up more after. I was like fucking long. Um, that's my, my episodes are sorry. Fuck it. It was going to be too long. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile mine are oh okay, It's not long enough. <laughs> the Confederate army was all high up in their morale and he, Lee, was like okay, this is my chance to influence uh, Pennsylvania and basically hoping to take the state. On the Union side, um, Lincoln's like, hey, Major General Hooker probably should go after Lee. Yes. Side note, best last name. Side note, worst general. I mean, yeah. If you ever want to see a big mismanagement, check out the Union Army for the first half of the Civil War. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, Let's get to the battle on July first. I'm sorry, I had to. You can't see my beautiful dancing to that either. It was pretty great. You gotta to let me get this. It was like it was like a live action, perfect recreation of that scene in Mulan. Okay, so the Confederates on July 1st head to Gettysburg to grab some, you know, shoes. That's legit. They were needed the fucking shoes. <laughs> they were like Some Let's shoes. Get some shoes. These shoes suck. Actually at this these point I, at this point they weren't even like these shoes suck. They were like these shoes fit. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) they were like they're like these shoes suck as they pull them on (laughs) these shoes suck but they fit ish (laughs) that was a deep cut 2005 youtube reference right there (laughs) so i welcome millennial And other supplies. And they were like, oh, um, so Lee has 7,500 men who were basically, one, happy for shoes, two, happy for food. Three, Pennsylvania hadn't been scavenged that much. So they were like, fuck yes, we can get some new shit. Um, Because for those... Again, direct quote. (laughs) Pretty sure at least one of them. Uh, So... And Lee was like, maybe Virginia and these southern states can like recoup and start producing agriculture again, because we need it. That's all we got. We don't have- He's like, that would be nice. That would be nice. That's the one thing we were good at is agriculture. So he was also like, I want to fight the North again and win on their territory because it embarrasses them and shows strength of the South. And if he could destroy the Northern Army, he would end the war quicker. Well, Lee had some problems. And they weren't actually him, they were people under him. That's what she said. Uh <sighs> Isn't there a rumor that he's an alcoholic though? Weren't they all? I feel like well yeah, but like more than the others. I've not read that. Okay. Maybe that was just Family Guy. I don't Probably. know. Um <laughs> look at the difference in our research. <laughs> I enjoyed this description. Lee's head of cavalry, General J.E.B. Jeb. His initial spell Jeb. Stewart. Jeb. I think I remember this guy from AP US history. Um, had a tendency to wander off. I do remember him. Okay. And basically just wandered off with the cavalry and didn't inform Lee on anything that they ran across. So Lee's- be- He's just living it, dude. He's living it. You know, it. just riding living his life. horse, living his life. I go where the horse takes me, and I answer to no man but this horse. Um, So Lee is a little bit fucked in the foresight department. <laughs> Sorry, i just just picturing a foresight department and Lee bent over at desk, and it's just not not appropriate. Cut that um, side out, please. Wait, I have so a union. The union commander who was like, "Hey, Gettysburg is pretty pretty important. There's a bunch of roads that all from the north and the south that all culminate here. We probably should watch this shit." Like, hey, this is a crossroads. Maybe we should own it. So it's, it's like a giant crossroad. Protect that yeah. shit. Um this is a really attractive lighting angles right now. Um Okay. So he was determined to hold hold Gettysburg. And so we see a bunch of Union soldiers culminating around G- Gettysburg and a bunch of the Southerners coming up. And- were they just, like, kind of wandering around pretending they weren't there on purpose? Like, hey, nothing to see here. We're just kind of passing through except we've been here for three weeks trying to hold it secretly. No. Like whish- whistling casually in the trees. I think it, it really was an accident. It's just, like, someone was like, hey, if we're going to go look for them, we probably need to go to Gettysburg. Kind of figure it out. And they both kind okay. of were like, it's a good point of all the roads. Gotcha. Um, or it was just sort of where they intersected. Yeah, it was it, like they would have met along the road somewhere in some town that just happened to be Gettysburg. Yeah. Alright. So, the we know the Union cavalry under the command of General Je- John Buford spotted a detachment of rebels coming east towards Gettysburg and he's basically like, shit, checking out where he can get the best point. He's like, panic button, panic button. Red flag, it. red flag, red flag, red flag. Red flag, red flag, <laughs> exactly. Sweet. He's like, like his oh, all, all the cavalry yeah. are Raving true. red flags <laughs> Pain <on> the feet. <laughs> like they were matadors. Yes, so Buford decided he was going to hold bridge and get reinforced. Uh, it's a solid choice. Do you want to guess? Foolhardy, but solid. According to a uh, historic article I found, decided uh, battle placement. Uh, I don't know. It was debated if it's wherever his horse hopped. Oh, so, like, the horse had shit, so that's where all these people died. Looks like he's, like, stopping his... This is good enough. What is with our podcast in random... I don't know, but I kind of dig it. Okay, so, when do the Union and the Confederates realize that they have met their match? Or met each other? Um, probably when they started shooting each other. Yes, and the first. Oh, I think I've met them. Pew 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 pew. pew, 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 pew. Okay, so the first shot. How sheltered we are. That's how we imagine war is. Just pew 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 pew. Oh, they're over there. Star Wars no. gun sounds. Is that what you're telling me? Um, for sure that's not how it work. Or is it? Okay, so. Oh, that's my brother-in-law. He'll know. Gettysburg began with the shot at seven thirty a.m. July first. Too damn early, as well. I'm telling you. Rema- first of all, yes, yeah, too early. Second of all remarkably specific record keeping for that time period considering the next three days. So like, what time is it? 7.30. Alright, we gotta remember that for when this shit is over and they want to talk about us in 200 some odd years. Um, first of all, don't even bitch about not record keeping about. in the 19th century. I can't. No, I'm not. I'm not bitching. I'm saying that's remarkably specific and I commend them I for commend it. I commend them for it as someone who has searched for things in the 18th century and nearly punched a wall because they decided not to map India. But that's another point! Okay. it's Totally other episode. If you want to hear me rant, and cry about things you should donate to our paypal tip jar and i will send you a rant about how i tried to map india it's really bad um the union soldiers were almost overrun when they received help with the uh, arrival of of additional soldiers under the, the command of major general john reynolds which i'm going to just mention is gareth reynolds um I support From the that top. Decision. If so, he has—I mean—he has a face that looks. Like I say this meaning in the most positive way, but he has a face that belongs in the Civil War. If someone is good at art, <laughs> we are not good at art. No one, please, no one tell him I said that. Not that he would care. He'd probably be flattered. I don't know. I don't know that he would. Um, someone please just just Photoshop <laughs> badly. Photoshop his head <laughs> onto a Civil War, a Union Civil War general's head, oh my God. body. Um, so basically things look tits up for the union army because they're a little fucked, just a little a lot fucked so they okay. flee back through the town and group on the high ga- high ground uh beyond the town including cemetery hill which it's very specific name for a hill and i don't want to deal with that um i'm just picturing monty python we're like, run away, run, away, run, away. run away. like <laughs> which i feel like i reference every time you talk about someone retreating but you know what fuck you that's not ever gonna get old so when Lee finally arrives at the battle, he's, like, twisting his mustache, or curling his mustache, <laughs> rubbing his beard, like, this is the perfect place to fuck over the North. He's just sitting there like that guy from The Simpsons where he's, like, excellent. Yes. I'm um, um, To be honest, I don't know his name, but I use the GIF a lot, so. Um, so, he's, like, okay, General Richard Ewell uh attack and take any hills beyond the town if it's practical to do so so because it's discretionary ashley would you like to define discretionary for me means at one's own discretion. Elaborate. My English teachers, I know my English teachers are all rolling over in their graves. Only one of them actually dead yet. But, um, because I use the word in the definition. But no, it means it's up to them. Yeah. So, if they don't feel like doing it, fuck it, they're not doing it. Which I'm betting is what he did. <laughs> He's like No, fuck that. No. So. Who needs hills? We're not taking that. Fuck the high ground. And he was wrong. Fuck the high ground. Why? Military strategies never says need the high ground. Um. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not a thing. Even civil now. What? Um, so as it is by his own choice, Ash, lovely, lovely, lovingly, there we go. There it is. You got it. Described. You got it. Um, defined for us. Ewell decided, eh, my guys have fought enough for today and <laughs> did not try to take the high ground. They're tired today, so let's just all die tomorrow. It's fine. Ewell, because he decided his, his men needed a nap. No. Nope. And not to live beyond three days. You know? And we support our veterans, and we understand you need rest, but, like, if he wanted to win have a play, maybe. maybe a little bit i mean also hello queen of naps here you are i fully support napping as well but like not at the cost of shoes and food the rest of your life shoes yeah. and food over a nap yeah. uh. shoes less but yeah if you're walking around i guess that makes if you're sense. barefoot or your shoes have giant holes shoes and food over nap yeah yeah all right so basic priorities people priorities this uh giant red flag in ewell's decision making meant the union soldiers had time to dig in at cemetery hill don't want to know and Culps hill and along cemetery ridge why are they naming were they called cemetery hill and cemetery ridge at the time or were they because they ended up being cemeteries afterward? i think so i think okay all right well then let's just not dwell too long on them digging into cemetery hill because that's a fucking horror movie right there we're on second glass uh, i'm gonna pour a little yeah. less on this one because if I run out of Pepsi, I'm going to just start drinking straight whiskey. And that. Um, false. <laughs> According to the one listener who said, I like it better when you drink. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty great. Oh, 94. I feel like we're on wine and crying. Okay, so basically the battle just is so fucking large. And Ashley and listeners go to our lovely, well, normally they're on Facebook, our photos. And if I'm good, I will have remembered by the time we start to post them. Ashley, you can see the 20 billion maps I put up, because I'm a nerd. Yeah. Um, Am I looking at the maps, or am I just getting straight for the dead bodies? Looking at the maps. Look at Gettysburg Campaign. 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 All right. I'm sorry, I have mine set up as I update them. No, you're fine. Okay. So, Ashley, and listeners, hopefully, if you have time, look out. It's basically the Gettysburg Campaign shows that it stretches from Fredericksburg all the way up to Harrisburg. So, it's so large because of all these movements that... Well, okay, but the time period, it's not the whole that, like, it's showing the movements from June 3rd through July 3rd. Yeah, so it's showing that... So, like, the people who left from Fredericksburg probably took almost the whole time that it's showing up through, like, the first. Yeah. Because there's, like, people leaving from Fredericksburg on June 13th. Yeah. And not getting there until, like, late June, early July. Yeah, so you see that, but at least you can see, like, even around Gettysburg, it's covering. It's yeah, that's a lot of arrows pointing at one small city yeah. So you can look at day one. So basically summarize, end of day one, the Union is pushed back to the other side of the town across... So they had set up along, did they start along like Oak Ridge and mm-hmm. Barlow's Knoll and all of those? And then they got pushed back to where they were only holding Cemetery yeah. Hill? Okay. Still, so that's three regiments on one hill. Yeah. And they had time to dig in. Because so, of like, that Ewok. Not awful. Which I want to keep calling him Ewok. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's not awful. I mean, there are worse places for them to be. Yeah, they're be of a hill so like separated not great okay so like you said the union is like relatively packed and is able to have rapid reinforcements from the one side of the battle to the other the rebels had more of a fucked up position they were stretched out with a thin five mile long line that is hard to spread communication across and get reinforcements also let's talk about how they're they had am and pm assaults as well as just pm so like they'd been fighting all day on an offensive So it's not like they were trying to defend something like they were on offense that means they're probably a lot more tired as well as spread out and generally fucked. And they kind of stumbled upon this. Right. So they're also fighting uphill to the Union army. Yeah. And as anyone who's climbed yeah. a hill knows, damn, damn. Well, and it's not like they're cutting the army, the Union off as their retreat either, because they're not behind them. Like, they're just pushing them further away. But they're not blocking the Union along, like, Round Top and Little Round Top and Wolf's Hill. Like, they probably would have been if you all had decided that nap time was more important. Anyway. So there was a lieutenant, uh, General James Longstreet, who was like, okay, we're in a shit position. It's not going to be the best. And he's like, Lee, we should maneuver away from Gettysburg towards Washington where we can get a more defensible position and force the Union to attack us. Because you always want them to attack you in this type of battle style. But Lee said, the enemy is there and I'm not going to attack him there. So basically... That was a solid Southern gentleman impression. I try to do my best. Civil War. Um, so basically, Lee could have gracefully maneuvered, like fainted a retreat and got one got in the upper hand. But he said, uh, nope. He was like, nah. That was fancy take for, uh, fuck no. I'm gonna fight him where he is. He's like, you know what? We started it. Let's just, we might as well finish it here. So, Longstreet was actually kind of smart and disobeyed order. Um, but he was slow in getting all his men together to attack the Union left. Which, uh... So, was he trying for, like, around seminary route then? Or... Well, you can look at day two then. Okay. So, he's supposed to go all the way up. And attract them near Plum Run, which I would like to applaud whoever named these places. It's pretty great. Uh, So this actually causes a lot of people to blame him for, like, Who Lovely to be like, it's all Longstreet's fault. And, like, Longstreet pointed out that it was shit defense mechanism they had. Yeah. So at the, on this day, you see most of the fighting at Peach Orchard, Wheatfield, Devil's Den, and Little Round Top. And that's where a lot of, like, people are settling in, fighting over, think of, like, World War One, World War II, where they're literally fighting over 30 feet to gain a bit I love that they were just like, let's, we'll fight over a little round top because it's not as tall, fuck round top. <laughs> you can have it. I don't even care. <laughs> they're like no one's climbing that thing Hi. so late in the day um, the union general Winfield Scott Hancock was like fuck the center of my line at Cemetery Ridge was about to be overrun by Alabamians Alabamians? I think it's Alabamians, Alabamians. Um, he ordered the first Minnesotan about 260 men to charge the oncoming men and 4 out of 5 Minnesotans were killed or wounded in the charge but it was successful in holding the line until they get reinforcements. so if you oh, if you've never studied you next time. 18th century 19th century early 20th century up to basically world war one war tactics the solution was throw men at it that's what we have the most of men. yeah and that's well pretty much what the russians did in world war ii yeah you throw men at it and eventually you persevere because one man will get through maybe one man will hold it right right so if you look at the civil war the reason why the casualty rate is so high is because a lot of the like grant was notorious for it is just throw men at it just throw men at it just over overwhelm them yeah with the sheer number of which I mean the union had more men than the south get that but at the same time it's still shitty it's like it makes sense but it's still shitty if you're running out of resources if you're running if you can't figure out a better way around it well and when you think of it that way if you're running out of resources and your thought process is throw men at it it's a win-win almost if they do die because then you have less people to worry about providing resource for which we'll talk about in a second half yeah Um, so the on little round top the union is getting hammered by the confederates and they keep fighting it off fighting it off and they held on to by the end of that day little round top so if we move on to day three and if you want can look on to that next picture i'm pretty sure i know how that goes but maybe not Oh, they make a whole big line. So he, Lee decides, he's like, I've tried to hammer off the sides to come around behind that the Union today. I'm going to try to just bust through the center and break them up and break their morale. Well, Longstreet's in charge and goes, uh, to attack the Union right, followed by Ewell's attack on, uh, the Union rear cavalry, but um, he had less numbers than the Union, but he was hoping that because the South fighting for what they believed to be their independence, their rights, that he could count on their ferocity. And the Valor, which let me tell you, from what I've... If they hadn't been at it for like two days already, maybe. But entering day three, there's nothing left in the tank, man. Even if you got more people. Yeah, they're still coming off a long march from wherever they had been two days ago. Yeah, as well as, I'm not gonna lie, at this point, sometimes this war has already been going on for so long that the idea of people fighting for Valor, I'm sorry... right it's crushed if you look at i think the best look at it even though gone with the wind isn't the best look at the the view of the south it really romanticizes things but it shows you that people at a certain point realize this war is pointless right we could have worked this well, out and if even the romanticized views of it are saying at a certain point the south just had no more energy for like tiff the idealism was no longer the only thing like they couldn't sustain it enough for it to be the only thing motivating them and that's the romanticized view of it imagine how much worse it actually was in real life yeah. just i mean if you look at the whole scene where they're dealing with all the wounded in in i think it's atlanta like they those were all extras at that there's no cgi they had thousands of people and the doctor's like and she's like i can't do this anymore because you're literally just it's the same it's groundhog day it's the same thing you're helping out with another amputation another amputation another amputation and you have nothing to give the men for pain yeah not even whiskey. You have a leather belt if you're lucky for them to bite on. So um, Longstreet realized, as he wrote in his memoir, Lee knew that I did not believe that success was possible, that care and time should be taken to give the troops the benefit of positions in the ground, and that he should have put an officer in charge who had more confidence in his plan. So Longstreet's like, it's not going to work. Right. This is Lee's, like, best officer saying, no. Yeah, no, we can't pull that off. It's not all. a good idea. Well, and again, if you look at how the Union is situated on day three, it's like a giant loop almost that doesn't connect. Meanwhile, so they're all in one solid formation. (laughs) Meanwhile, the Confederates are like doing their best, but they're not that same one solid thing. They're like, like eight separate lines. Yeah. So are you looking at the full one? Are you looking at the one that says, oh, wait, I'm I'm looking at day three. Day two. Sorry, I might be in the wrong. No, you're fine. Where the fuck did Oh we somehow miss day three, yeah. And the union has gotten more people at this point. Yeah. Like each day there's another it's a couple of like regiments on the map. So clearly they're getting reinforcements. Yeah. So we're not so much south side. Lee changes decision and puts the um uh, changes uh the lead of the advance to General George Picking Pickett and um basically Pickett goes to Longtree and is like, Shall I advance? And she can't even say it. He just nods his head. Like, like 'cause he's like, I'm sending I'm, I'm sending basically all these men to die. Yeah. And think about it. And he pretty much knew it at that point. And think about it. This is before PTSD treatments. Right, so even the ones who didn't die, like, how still do you, how out do of you the help? head. So it begins at three p.m. and they marched at a long, they marched in a long mile-long line as if a parade drill. And so the sol- the Union soldiers are like, "What the fuck are you doing? Where do they think they're going? Like, what the fuck are you doing?" <clears throat> and then shit starts to go. They start firing first cannons, then muskets, and basically. Um, they think if it, they had less accurate weapons, say, 100 years before, the rebels could have won it. But yeah. between the Revolutionary War and the Civil War, guns become accurate. I mean, compared to ours, they're not at all. But you can reload them quicker. You can shoot more accurate. Right. And that's... that's I was going to say, the reloading time was much shorter. In the Civil War than the Revolutionary War. So it's based. Still not great. It's basically, if you think about it at this point, it's shredding them now. Imagine if they had assault rifles. <laughs> they never would have made it halfway. No. I mean, as it was, they were making themselves an easy target walking across what appears to be an open field. Open field or uphill? Or uphill, yeah. Like, it's so stupid. Either way, they don't have that. Ad- they don't have the advantage to just, like, let's get in formation and move. Like, no. It's not going to work. This is, like, why you see the chain tactic warfare. We don't have battlefield warfare anymore. It's stupid. You're basically asking to kill 90% of your men. So, the, some units did reach the um, crest of Cemetery Hill and beast briefly pierced the Union line, which they called the high-water mark of the Confederacy, but the, fetter, like, the Union troops pushed them back. Well, and even once you breach that front line, you're still walking into what's been an encampment for the Union for at least two days now. Yeah so like okay you broke the line congratulations now you have to deal with all the other union soldiers that are behind that line and they're pissed because you broke the you line. You broke the line they're better fed they're better equipped than you and they're better rested because they haven't been on the offensive they've been defending a hill Yeah, they haven't been climbing said hill yeah. so, so you're So of 1300 men, men who charged that that ridge half were killed wounded or captured all of Pickett's 15 regimental commanders were killed or wounded Um, all of three of his brigadier generals and when Pickett returned to the line... Lee told him to organize his division and Pickett's response was and it's very telling. General Lee, I have no division now. And basically right. he doesn't he doesn't have any men left because they're all dead and he will blame for this later in life. Well, and I mean he's not wrong. If we had listened to Longstreet or, I don't know, maybe fainted a retreat like you said, yeah. then all those men wouldn't have died at least in that battle. So that night Lee was heard to say, too bad, too bad, oh too bad. And the same night it begins to rain. So while washing all of the blood back into the soil and think about it for three days they couldn't collect their debt. Yeah. So you have dead bodies and like those portraits that are well known for the Civil War. That's you legitimately could like be there for a couple days before they could collect you and I think that's like if you watch Game of Thrones that's like one of the most compelling things they show you is there are people whose job it is after the battle to go through and clear the field of dead yeah. bodies no matter what side you're on. You pick maybe depending on the side you're on they might have okay yes no but in that case there's so many dead that you just Just clear your half and keep going. Right. So what happens after. So we have reached the end of day three. Lee orders a retreat because a third of his army has been killed, wounded, or captured. And That's a lot. A third of his entire army. 75,000. So 25,000 men have been wounded, killed, or captured. In one battle. Yeah. In three days. That's the crazy thing. Yeah. Three days. Three days. Because battles could last for weeks at this point. Yeah. Especially if you decide, you know what? Fuck battle. Let's just go with the siege. Mm-hmm. So. Sire them out. Yeah. So the, the retreat train lasted 17 miles. And Lincoln receives the, the victorious news back in Washington and he was actually pretty pissed because Meade, the general at this time of the Union Army, didn't go after Lee because they could have ended it because they're right. trapped by the Potomac which is swollen with spring floods at this point. Right. Remember, the U.S. Army, uh, the U.S. Corps of Engineers isn't a thing at this time, so we have no one regulating our rivers. Yeah. So if it's swollen, you're fucked. You're stuck. Right. You have to wait till it goes down naturally. Or until you find a spot where it's not as swollen. Right. So Lee manages to slip across the river into Virginia and Lincoln's response in a letter to Meade, I do not believe you appreciate the magnitude of the misfortune involved in Lee's escape. He was within your easy grasp, and to have closed upon him would, in connection with our with our other later successes, have ended the war. But Lincoln didn't send the letter because I think they've changed generals so often at this point that right. they can't can't hit. send that letter. He's quitting, and you have to replace him another general. And that news isn't good after a victory like that. Yeah, so no. Lee tries to resign to Confederate President Jefferson Davis, but he doesn't accept it. So we have Lee as president until the surrender at a, a Potomac. So that is the end of the battle. Okay, so now we're gonna get to the part that really fucked me up as a kid, and I will definitely be posting sometime this week on our social media so check it out um it's the video version of and i mean i'm sorry for the youtube quality but it's the best youtube quality i can find with both ghosts of gettysburg um documentaries on there documentary series from mark nesbitt who was a park ranger turned historian Um, basically everyone kept like he would work night patrols and they'd be like oh did you see anything and then everyone was just trading stories so he started writing them down which is what you want in your life. So um, I'll be probably posting more YouTube clips this week than I normally do just because with ghost stuff, it's more fun. And we'll have some images, as always, on uh, our Instagram and our Facebook. But So a lot of the battlefields, you get soldier sightings, you get EVPs. Um, One of the good ones uh, was someone had an EVP that said, I'll shoot you. So, you know, you yeah. stumbled upon something bad if someone. Yeah. And I mean, there are a variety of intelligent haunting, unintelligent hauntings. You can let us know if you believe in ghosts or not. We Don't like, yeah. we're 50 50 on think the it case, depends case on by case, the story, and like, yeah. I don't even know if I want to, but like, I kind of do. I don't know, yeah, Ashley yeah. knows why, I believe that that's uh, hopefully, it'll be right out someday on Two Girls' yeah. House. But I shared that, but one then with like, it. the other part of me wonders how many people did like we did and just like, made that stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> so i'm gonna kind of go through like some of the hauntings from that some of the other haunting um so devil's den is a big place to find um spirits it's well known because um basically, it's a limestone outcropping, and it was called Devil's Den because in the 1830s, some young boys found a large black snake while they're playing in there, and they named it the devil, so they called the stones Devil's Den. But before that, the, the Native Americans didn't even like the outcropping because it just, you know, limestone apparently is supposed to conduct spirits, help with paranormal activity. I don't know if I believe it right. or not, but let us know. If- and so this is, um, I have two pictures of it. You can tell it's like the two stone out- outcroppings. Basically, this the ground around Iceberg is limestone, so it's hard to dig trenches into it because it's a harder stone. Sorry, in the one that's just Devil's Den, where am I looking for the ghost? Oh, wait, no, I think I see it. Wait, we'll okay, go to sorry. it. Like, you, let me finish. um So here is where the First Texas has really been associated with digging in. And so you see members of the First Texas around there defending, still are like being sighted around there. So did you find it in the first picture? Um, did you in find it? Which picture? I think so. Is it like in front of that big rock on the right? Like it looks almost like so, like this big rock here zoom in on what it is so this rock right is it this that's figure right i here think it is yeah where it's like kind of weirdly blurry like more blurry than the rest oh see i didn't think or are it was you talking about one. the guy up on top of it i thought it was the guy <sighs> on top i don't know that one's kind of like 50 50 right cause or like everyone like else is very clear i think it is this one isn't or it almost looks like there's someone like looking into the rock uh, way off to the left oh yeah no no, no. In the that's like, i think that's an actual person i'm talking about like up on top like in the middle of that rock in front of where the three people uh, are i think that's a person like oh, a right here i don't know yeah this i know you're a tough liking. one i feel like it might eat the figure though the weirdly blurry spot okay so go to the other one that one is marked out yeah that one is pretty well marked and i like know. it's from far away like if you don't know what you're looking for you wouldn't find it but then like when you zoom in like yeah. almost too clear it looked too real See, like it thing. looks like a real person because it is, that's apparently gettysburg is known super for like they're super like realistic like they're, because of the soil right. and this apparently the limestone they're more full body apparitions really like they look real like he almost looks like he could be yeah. a we'll actor oh you lead me to my yeah. second ghost oh. story Okay. so there's a famous story that went around the park rangers and they asked um mark they're like hey have you heard the story about the visiting dignitaries yet and he's like what so there was a group of visiting dignitaries mm-hmm. they didn't say from here and they got a private tour of gettysburg you know nice car all this and they pull up to the they pull up um, to the, one of the battlefield sites, and it looks like there's a regiment, a Civil War Union regiment, doing battle drills. So it looks like you know they're. It mm-hmm. looks like they hired some reenactors and everything. They get back to the head, like the where they start at. Mm-hmm. You know where you go to get like sign up for tours and stuff. The person who set up the tour said, "Uh oh, thank you, thank you." And then they go back, like they leave, and she goes to the park ranger. I didn't hire any reenactors. There's no one out there reenacting today, and it yeah. looked like real people doing reenactment, and they they just kind of like covered it up for the dignitaries. But they're like, and it's like a notorious thing. There's this ghostly uh, regiment that just is out there that looks so real that people when right. they see them they're like that's that's reenactors see? and it's not there's no reenactors yeah. out there because they have to sign in you have to be certified to go out there so no one had that's signed crazy. in signed in for the I day thought we're gonna say that like and they had business- been doing a reenactment and then like there was a random person that no one recognized and at the end of it they're like who's that guy and they're like what guy but that was like a way better twist than no. what i was thinking <laughs> yeah so there's a fake like it just it's been cited numerous times because um the Get- ghost of gettysburgs and i suggest you i'll share it i suggest you watch it it's really great or buy the books he has several books they do tours now around there but he goes no when i if someone tells mm-hmm. me a story like they volunteer a story he goes i kind of vet their story and then he talks to them in person he goes Cause right. it's harder for someone to lie to you in person so and you know he just has so hmm. many of the same thing coming there's up no way all of these like, people got together and, and coordinated and fabricated and evidence. if you watch the documentary it's clearly like it's so late <laughs> 80s early 90s that you're like there's not that right. internet connection would have had yet. to be like sending letters in the snail mail like all right here's how we're gonna lie to this dude ain't nobody yeah, got time for basically. that basically it's not like now so another one this is one of my favorite ones it's uh they in the documentary they call it the party ghost <laughs> but it's There's a university called Gettysburg University now, but it was like Pennsylvania College earlier. And so a lot of these old Civil War houses are now called Mm -hmm. like student housing. So, But before in the 1930s, they had the old house and they would add like a living room onto the first half of the house because they didn't really have that at the Civil War period. You had like a parlor or something like that, so they wouldn't extend it. So this girl's at a house party and she's like, looks back into the old part of the house and there's this really sad, like, man, and he looked like he wanted to join the party. So she's like, oh, come on, come on. And it's like a, they think it's like a drummer boy who oh, was shit. taken to the house for a surgery. Because that, at that point, anything, like, in the Civil War, anything that right. could be used as a hospital was used as a hospital. I'm sorry. And so she goes, it looked like he was crying, but he couldn't come into the modern part of the house, kind oh. of appeared. And when the... One of the guys who lived in the oh, house shit. said, Oh, you saw him too. <laughs> so it's like, they just accept it. And like, it's kind of funny because they interview people and like, they'll ask them if you believe ghosts or not. And it's, I mean, at this point, it's not as big of a thing. Like now, like you have all these shows and you see these different reactions with now where people are really for and against whatever. But she's just like, you know, it just seemed like he was so sad, like he couldn't move on. So we're going to get to one of the ones that Ghost Adventures did. I didn't watch the Ghost Adventures refresh myself on it for this episode because I remember them going to this and... I mean I'm happy because it's yes. one of the ones where Nick's still there I and I love Nick love Roth, him and Boston, I have Ed, a very but... hard time watching that show now that he's yeah. not on it. Even though we have bingo drinking b- drinking go. So um which if enough people <laughs> ask for it I will share my some of my bingo cards for that. It's a good time. Uh so basically because of the excess of orphans from the war Uh, they had opened up the Homestead Orphanage in Gettysburg. The first, like, headmistress of the orphanage, was universally loved and adored. The second one, Rosa Carmichael, not so much. Um, So Rosa, somewhere along the line, much like our lovely Farming Babies episode, becomes mean, cruel, and vindictive to the children. And she was known for, if you love children, I'm sorry, this is just what she did i'm bit. sorry <laughs> yeah skip ahead 30 seconds i'd probably be done um she locked them in the outhouse she would tie them to Jeez- fence in the hot days. um she's the one who would lock them in the cellar does it is the ghost adventures episode of hitting you now they would lock little kids down in the cellar and like not, really, not let them out but for i days guarantee at a time i know who they send down into the basement Aaron. Aaron. <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh it was Aaron. Uh so basically one of the one of the tour guides said she would try to say, If you're a little kid spirit and you want to come up with us, come with us. And then she tried to open like she was, I tried to open the door and I couldn't um, I couldn't get out we couldn't get out of the cellar. Like the door was Absolutely. stuck. I think you like, remember that. And you couldn't like she couldn't they couldn't get out for a little bit. And then finally they could. She goes, I don't think Rosa wants to let them out. Like I think it's personally that. Like these kids are stuck down here. Um well Rosa didn't do it all by herself. She had an assistant. Ashley, you want to guess what his name was? Nope. <laughs> Stick Boy. Why do you think he was called Stick oh. Boy? Oh, 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 okay. Um. Was he the one that always picked the switches that she used to beat them? He would no. She he was the one who she would have him him punish them. So he a stick switch around with. Okay, it sounds familiar, but I'm still not a hundred percent on which episode this is. So the tour guys like they sense like sometimes they like smell him. Apparently he smells they she said it smells um, like bat, like rotten sulfur. Eggs, yeah, maybe like, in my head demon what they're talking about. I'm blood. like sulfur. Thank you. Um, and so there's like that, and then like there was a medium in there, and she's like, I see an angry young man cause he's like a teen yeah like how and i'm old just stick like boy? probably not stick that old. boy obviously well, so, there's also the case if you bring mm-hmm. toys as gifts, because people tend to do that for the children ghosts, you know, so they have something to play with, something to comfort, comfort them. Well, there's a tendency if they're nicer toys, like dolls or bears or something, they'll get moved around, and then they'll, like, because there's kind of, like, in the bait mm-hmm. in the cellar, there's, like, a table where you can put them. And so, the gentleman explaining goes, yeah, my wife put it up in, the like, the gift shop, so in case there's some, like, a child spirit up there or whatever. And he goes, and then it disappeared, and then it came back down, and it was, like, this doll not a creepy doll by any means. Had all its like arms and legs off of it and it was just on the table. And you're just like, so Rose <laughs> Or they just did not care for that doll. They were like, Nope, nope. Well, my thought is either Rosa or Stick Boy was like, Yeah. Why do you get to have a, a nice toy? Like, if you're gonna have this yeah. doll, it shouldn't have any arms or legs. So uh there's also the fact that when tour guys start talking about what Rosa's done or people talk oh, about it, like Mr. Boots? they tend to get hurt. Edinburgh it vault. Is in the Edinburgh Melds. Yeah. So... Rosa was actually discovered um, in 1877 when a little boy was discovered locked in the outhouse. And he basically was like, dear God, please help me, please help Mm -hmm. me, please help me. This is insane. So Rosa was charged with child abuse, but when they were looking for kids, several kids weren't accounted for. So they think they were just locked down in the cellar because people didn't know they never found them. Like there's several that weren't accounted for. Or she had already found them. And the orphanage was closed after that. That's true, you know. So um, also remember with the orphanage, really there isn't that much regulation in this period for that. Then we get to the the Jenny Wade house, which Ghost Adventures did go to. I was just, I feel like I was thinking of the Jenny Wade House. So it's not actually Jenny's house. Her I believe it's her and her like children went there because she they didn't thought have kids. No, she didn't have kids. So no. she went there. Her and her family went there to her sister's house to escape the fighting. They're like, Okay, we'll go further into town, we will mm-hmm. be safer, it'll be okay. Well, when the army retreats, they get caught up like we said in the first day, they kinda go right. through the town, they get caught up there. And so I think they discover that if she stayed at her own house, she would have been okay. But she is the only civilian death in this battle the only one that's ever happened that happened in the civil war not so but just no. in this battle she was shot in the kitchen while she was making yeah. like breakfast and bread like she was helping out the soldiers she would make them bread and give it to them because they were fighting around there and she was making i think breakfast or bread when she got shot she the saddest thing is she was trying to prevent herself from getting hurt so she had left the one door open right. from the house and she got shot through her own like the front door and it got her in the back and it went through her heart and then got yeah. stuck in her corset so she ends up dying but the Union soldiers because she had they had been that family had been so nice they help her basically the Confederates are coming through they're pushing and they and this is the one thing I think Ghost Adventures did a good job they showed that they literally because it's a mm-hmm. duplex they broke through the yeah. neighbor's wall to get through and go downstairs into the cellar where the family hid for the rest of the battle so they're hiding yeah. with the dead body of Jenny like on like, a the bed the Union soldiers made sure she it wasn't even on a bed it was just on a board oh that's right and oh, so there's right. still yeah this is where one of the inappropriate gifts of Zach right. trying to like lay next yeah, okay. to her happens. No, I just remember that she um, didn't have kids because they got an EVP and it sounded like someone saying "I'm pregnant" and they thought it was her and that like, do you do you know what I'm talking about? I, I feel like because they while. were like. They thought that that was her secret, and that was why she was hanging on, like, haunting places. Well, she was engaged. Because, yeah. That was, that was proven. And her her fiancé was um, actually killed, and he was dying. He gave a note to, like, one of their other childhood friends who was supposed to give it to Jenny, but they all died. Well, the guy who was supposed to give the note, and yeah. Jenny died in Gettysburg, and the, her fiancé died of his wounds. So, I mean, luckily they were nice to the soldiers, so they yeah. got help to, like, get out of their house and go to safety in the cellar. But I can't imagine, like, hiding out for two more days in a cellar with your like aunt or your sister's body, there is another ghost in there besides jenny because jenny has been cited Mm -hmm. and like they've spoken to jenny um some people think it's jenny's father protecting her like it's just a more malevolent Mm -hmm. spirit in there that like tour guides don't really like but they were trying to make it out like it was the guy who's supposed to give her the note and i was just like i don't really believe it I would buy based the fiance on the tour guide, like, over the guy who was supposed to. Well, it was just him like a note. very negative spirit. And I yeah. was like, I don't think. Like maybe because she died in such a violent way, maybe something maybe. Else came through. But I was like, I don't know. So then there is the Farnsworth House, which was by the time the Civil War happened, and it, or the battle happened, it was fifty three years old, and it was one of the centers of the battlefield. If you go there, there's, I mean, it it was basically shot up a lot. So it's known as one of the ten most haunted in uh, in America. America, and they say the one of the rooms, the garret, is had locked and closed because too much shit has happened in there. They're like, huh. we're not dealing with this. We're not renting out this room. And I couldn't figure out what happened in there. Uh... They, they also say, like, the lock on the door rattles on its own accord, while the bathroom, it's, like, it's just so messy, They like, you can't even mm. try cleaning it up. So, uh, in the attic, there's where they think that might have been where one of the sharpshooters who got Jenny Wade was, like, she would somewhat, like, a, a Union soldier ran across and shot, and they missed the soldier. Because they were shooting from the attic, so they think that's where at least three of them were during the conflict, and one of them was injured because he's uh-huh. still seen there. Like one of the tour guides said, I was telling the story and I looked up and like the way that there's like ninety degree rafter uh-huh. like posts and stuff, and there was just a, a like Confederate soldier standing there. Um, there's also in an upstairs room a man sobbing uncontrollably and seen carrying a child wrapped in a quilt. So maybe there was some casualty or some child yeah. death from disease, and whatnot. So really, the other interesting place is the cellar because that's where, like they say, like going down there, there's like a singing voice, a voice singing quietly. But the- I'm combining a couple different sources here. This is also where surgeries happened because, like I said before, wherever they could get space to perform exactly. surgeries, that's right. where you perform surgeries. And you know, great times down there for Civil War medicine. Quote-unquote medicine. Medicine. I like the, 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 uh, Ghost of Gettysburg said, surgeons of that time were considered carpus of today. Yeah. And I was like, accurate. Accurate. Um, so, there's a lot of screaming heard because I wrote, because of amputation and lead poisoning. Yeah. Because That's lead like bullets. You know. So if you get shot, it's not as simple as just digging the bullet out because infection, um, lead poisoning, because lead bullets, it gets into your blood. If you get a little nicks into your blood, that's not a peaceful death. So the tried and true method was uh, amputate that right And if you're sensitive of heart, I'm going to say, for your heart's sake, skip it forward probably about 30 seconds to a minute. Um, What they no, did no, with no, the no, amputated no, no, parts totally. well, they would just throw them out the window. They didn't really care. They had, like, think about it. The Civil War is one of those big cases where there was a lot of amputated body parts. They would throw them into fields. They would throw them into rivers. They would throw them wherever the fuck they could get rid of them. So go to barf. I never thought of that. Like, what yeah. they, like, uh. So, on top, fair. like, there's an actual, if you think of the show Supernatural, there's a, probably pieces of bones lying well, all over so Gettysburg. That so that you're might explain welcome the longevity of the haunting, nightmare. though. If they can't find the entire body yeah. to salt and burn, a la Supernatural, there's just like a random hand keeping them there, like the doctor. Yeah. So, a hand. there's also, as with ghost hauntings, cold temperatures. Um, so, in the McFarland room, there's strange sounds, heavy breathing. Don't want that. <laughs> um, And it's like close to you, but not like from other rooms. And I was like, well, that's creepier yeah. than I want. I don't want it close to me, and I don't want it farther away, but it closer to me is creepier. Um the schultz room is often visited by a midwife who will tuck you in and a little boy which is fucking creepy children ghosts are creepy no um so let's get to gettysburg college and one of the actual these stories that actually fucked me up as a kid remind you this is little courtney who's like eight we're gonna go with him as eight but i just remember watching it they <laughs> wheeled in the v the tv with the vcr like, like legitimately, wheeled it in, yeah, and popped this in. There are two DV, there's two VHSs. You can buy them on Amazon for $8. Of you did. I looked that shit up, debated it. Um, and like, I think it was raining or something. That's what we did for the day. We watched this, and then I went home and was like, fuck no. <laughs> and I will tell you which stories, like, I told my sister I was doing this, and she just screamed at me. So. Gettysburg College dorm haunting just what you want so the old I think I can't remember what dorm they said this was they called it the old dorm and it was again used for a hospital and I wrote hot days full of gore and etc it was really hot it was July in Pennsylvania it's fucking hot so just imagine a multi-level building full of Civil War. I think I'm gonna go ahead and skip that imagination. Throwing throwing limbs outside the window. It's fine. Um, what is it now? Administrative offices. Of course, it's historic. Not a whole lot has changed. Still chugging body parts Just out the window. Just chugging huh? people paying paying for <laughs> things for Easy an You see where and a I went leg. with that. Uh, um. Teamwork. So I made my sister rewatch this with me. Poor person. So the story from this building is, uh, you know, administrators tend to work later or they used to in the eighties or nineties. I don't know, and they're taking the elevator down to the first floor. Does not stop there. Goes all the way down to the basement. Mm-hmm. They're like trying to get the. They're like go. They're hitting the button, and it's good. Good nineties reenact. Nineties early nineties late two thousand. Er, Late eighties, early two thousands reenactments, they're hitting the button, they're hitting the button, and the door slowly open into the basement. It's not the basement they know, which is yeah, organized, no. which I call bullshit on. You know who has organized basements? Sorry. Sociopaths. Someone who's on a Flip flipper yeah. flop, they also have organized basements. Mm, same basement, thing as I sit in my same own thing. basement. <laughs> um, so they they see orderlies carrying limbs. They see a bunch of wounded men waiting to be operated on. And the creepiest part, the whole time, by the way, they're trying to get the doors to close. They're trying to go back up. Um, there's a, the su- Civil War surgeon turns to them and they go, motions to help him as he's been fighting for over 200 Bullshit. years against this man. And I'm just nope, like, I'm out. I'm out. Remember, I saw I'm this out. when I was eight. I saw the this when I was eight. I get taken down in a ghost elevator and asked to help with civil war surgeries at work is the day that i handed my resignation not even two weeks just nope sorry the one woman they had the security guard because like some of the people didn't want to be interviewed To like you know it's late 80s early 90s people don't even go shit um they report to college security. The guy goes, I know her. She's mm-hmm. a very, like, it's two women. Very level-headed woman. You know, great since, great before, but she was yeah. freaked out. She was freaked out. And they went down they couldn't figure anything wrong with the elevator. Couldn't figure anything wrong with, you know, anything. So let's get to the one that really fucked me up and gave me nightmares for years. Okay. Years. And right. you're Just place yourself back. Let's go back to the, like, mid-90s. I'm not going to lie. I'm both born in 92, so let's go mid to late 90s when I was watching this shit. I think it was filmed in 95, so imagine that quality, and your mind is that simple. This will fuck you up. <laughs> so, Stevens Hall, which we have two stores. Um, it was built after the Civil War, but deals with some of the okay. repercussions of Gettysburg. And we're going to talk about the story of the Blue Boy, which is the one that Caitlin screamed at me at the car, in the car today. I, this sounds really familiar, but I might be thinking of something. So, up. Okay, think go back on. of the wonderful orphanage I told okay. you about earlier. And, um, so they can't pinpoint exactly where this story starts, but they believe that some of the women from this, it was either, at the time, it was either part of the college or as a prep for the college, but there were young mm-hmm. women living there. And on the third floor, some of these women hid a boy in their room for the winter to try to, like, they think he ran away from the orphanage. They're trying to help him out. You okay. know, their headmistress gets suspicious. And she she knocks on their door and really Ah. good. Full effect there. Um they in an attempt to hide him, there's nowhere to hide in the room, they hide him out on the windowsill in the middle of winter. I do know what I do know the story. Pennsylvania, remember that. Um, it's freezing. Yeah, and so the headmistress, the headmistress searches the room, can't find the boy. So instead of you know just saying okay, she takes the girls downstairs to lecture them. I don't know Victorian decorum. Let's go with that. All wa- in front of a big roaring fire. Aww. This is the best part of the Darkness series. In front of a big fire, and they're like their minds kept wandering they're to like, the boy on the um... window ledge up above. <laughs> For about an hour, they get lectured about decorum and whatever. Um, And they run upstairs as soon as they can. He is not on the ledge. He is nowhere on the ledge. They run back downstairs and check underneath their window. There's no evidence he has fallen. They have no idea where this kid went. So, why is he called Blue Boy then? If these girls can not find him. Well, basically women who've lived in this hall since, mainly on the third floor, tend to have someone, like, knocking on their window, shaking their window, and then they see a blue child face outside their window. Fuck no. Little Courtney's very freaked out by this. Uh, this in Godzilla, but that's Big Ashley is stuck. freaked um, out by this, so. I, I should send you a picture of it, because now it's not that scary when you look at it, because it's really bad. Like, they just put, yeah. like, white something and put a blue light on this kid's face, but it was, I mean, it was, it's terrifying. So they just, like, see this blue face and it's like, help me. And, like, it's trying to get mm-hmm. in. Been locked outside. The head mess is coming. Um, they also get messages written when it's really cold out, which this was my favorite part. Because there's a girl with a like, like early 90s, like, headphones or mid-90s headphones mm-hmm. in where they just stick in your ear and they're wrapped around. And a CD player. Oh, nice. Like a handheld nice. CD player. But not in her too room crazy because if she moves the CD player too much, the CD skips. So well, I don't to start think she was all listening over. to it. So she was dancing more animately than okay. she probably should be. Right. Um, and she keep like all, her window keeps like wrapping and stuff, and so she goes and looks at it. She pulls it up, and written in it's her tequila verse, raven. It's tequila <laughs> raven. No, <laughs> tequila raven. <laughs> like, now we're good. Go back we're good <laughs> i'm sorry uh, i had to lighten the mood all <laughs> right i have a, i have a good uh fun fact to right. up. um so in reverse so if you were look if you were outside mm-hmm. writing it is are the words help me into frost on the window which i'm assuming they're old windows yeah. so that happens and she's just like looking at that i was like bitch no in-, in the words of i believe and that's why we drink when in doubt sage it out. <laughs> In and out, station it awesome. out. Um, yeah. There is also in the door if you're if like women come home late, like studying or a date or something, and they'll find this girl and they're like holding their clothes, like trying. And Did sorry, you scare h- yourself. No, I couldn't figure out what was behind oh. me, and I thought it was a blanket. But it was my hood. Um, yeah. So girls come home late at night, and they'll open their door, and there's a girl there, like holding up their clothes, like. Likes the modern I mean, that's fashion. Just rude on the ghost part, though. Just because someone's out late doesn't mean you so, get to go raid their closet, bitch. Well, and then Queer so they that. drop the they, the girl drops the clothes and then runs into the closet and disappears. Also, it's really jealous of their closet for a dorm closet. I'm not gonna lie. Um, there's the other one is the Cash Town Inn, which there's two pictures of. The one is the two B six six six. This is the same building. Yeah, it's the oh, same yeah. building okay. twice. There's two pictures of the same building. Um, oh shit, so is through? <laughs> okay, wait. Wait, let me okay, get through the, right, the information sorry. first. So, this inn was along the way. It's called Cash Town because uh, so at some point, instead of the normal methods of payment, the the innkeeper demanded cash payment. So, they called it Cash Town. And so, everyone knew up and down the road that you had to have he cash. You was like, you, can you work, know what? Like, no more ass. No more grass. I just want cash. Yeah. He was like, I don't <laughs> want goods. I don't want. I'm work not taking you to work your it fucking off. chickens I anymore. <laughs> I got too many chickens! this fucking drunk raven. I can't handle all. I got of them. twelve drunk <laughs> ravens and I can't satisfy all their alcohol needs. Cash or nothing. <laughs> no or maybe more tequila because I don't want to keep buying it. <laughs> the damn raven wants <laughs> all the tequila. Drinking. Can't satisfy the bottom him. Bottomless pit. Okay, so they know that like in the again in the same ghost of Eddie, Gettysburg. This is where I'm getting a lot of the ghost stories from, but it's really well done and I enjoyed it and I enjoyed being re-traumatized <laughs> tonight. So. I have to share this trauma. Work with someone. your trauma out in front of yes, everyone. As I wear fine. a unicorn onesie. It's I mean, fine. what else does one wear when doing this? We've been talking way too damn long. <laughs> so there's a known Confederate soldier who appears in the hallway, and he's not like fighting or anything. He's just like because so many Confederate soldiers came through, yeah. like generals and all of that. It was just along the road, so they would stay there. It was a nice place to stay, get for information. You know, it looks like a nice inn. Yeah. So, um, okay. So then the first picture I told you to look at is the turn, the turn of the century. So turn of the 19th mm-hmm. 20th century and that's a black and white yes, one and straight up see-through which the one guide towards the back yeah so by the bench so the this again will be up online um probably our facebook page so if you haven't liked it yet
1: please also, do what are you doing
0: with I'm your sorry. life um so ashley would you describe this it, photo to me it's too. it's like a dude who casts a shadow first of all because the he's not oh, even, shit, yet. I didn't even so notice that. like the guy closer to the foreground looks like he's just kind of hanging out on the porch like he's with posing his hotel. And then there, it almost looks like like there's definitely a second figure, and you can sort of see like he's not casting the same. The shadow. way they described um, it on the the documentary was he looked like he's he's at yeah. attention, and it, the direction he's going is actually towards Gettysburg, he's either, so he's like, like at on the road or he's heading, like moving, but he's holding himself very straight, and you can see like the shadow of the shutter on the building, like through where the dude's shoulder would be and is. Oh yeah, and um. Yeah, like, he you can't really make out a face, but you can't do it on the other guy either. But, like, the shadow thing is what's really getting my here. Because, like, the pillars yeah, that- cast a shadow... The guy in the front casts a shadow, but the same angle, there's nothing yeah. for the same. So second then guy. if you go to the other picture of the same end, yeah. I'm sure you can find it. So the second picture in nineteen ninety five they said it was a recent okay. photo. So and it's a cloud okay. So it's a cloudy day when they take pictures of the inn and they're like someone took a picture and sent it to one of the mm. tour guides or someone at the inn. So they didn't solicit this. And this one actually has yeah. like a spin. This one and this, is less. I don't know. I don't think it's the like exact from, same photo of the from the documentary because I had a hard time finding it. This was the best one I found. Way, you can definitely tell that there's something in that window, but when you zoom in, I'm not I even sure know, if this looks, might not even be the same photo. But like they like it's like in the second story it, they they yeah. Pictures. It doesn't look like. The fa- like if it's mm-hmm. zoomed in, well, yeah, I guess that angle is right. I was going to say that it looks like the sign is at a different angle in the zoomed in one than in the zoomed out. But no, it's just the way that it crops. Craw- it looks weird. Yeah, but that I don't know that face. So this week's podcast corner is Relic, which is the Lost Treasure podcast. So they basically—I mean, it's fantastic. Basically, each week they look for those—they look for treasures and relics that have been misplaced oh. by time. So yes, you know, I love right it up your because alley. <laughs> I'm a giant nerd, as I've already ranted six times about a different <laughs> story. Um, at least each episode yeah. I do that historically based, and so I mean Maxwell who does it. Is I mean, fantastic, and I highly suggest you go listen. And if you love history, if you love learning about new and different things, why? Why are you? Why are you still I mean, here? Probably, fi- yeah. Pause probably this. finish listening this. No, finish this, then go listen and binge all of his. Because I that's what Ashley and I are finishing doing after this, right? As we fall asleep, we just listen. <laughs> I've missed out on so it's many great. episodes of The dollop because I just fall asleep, sleep right oh, through. So soothing, it's it so is. delightful. So go. At, here's here's Relic.
1: The Mona Lisa, the Hope Diamond, the sarcophagus of King to Uncommon. Humanity has accumulated hundreds upon hundreds of priceless artifacts and treasures, each one the physical embodiment of a certain time and place. But for all of humankind's greatest achievements, we also kind of suck. For every priceless painting on display in the Louvre, there is another masterpiece stolen and bartered off in an underground auction, or even collecting dust in your grandmother's attic. Each week, Relic, the Lost Treasure podcast, explores the strange, but mostly true, tales behind history's greatest lost treasures. If you like unsolved mysteries and true crime, with maybe a little less murder, but certainly a few weird deaths, then you should come along on the journey. Join me, Maxwell, as I dig beneath the couch cushions of history. You can find Relic on iTunes, or stream us at relic.blueberry.net. That's blueberry without the E's. Adventure awaits. So,
0: because Caitlin and I, I think it was last week or the week before, we were driving. We saw a possum, and I was like, "I've never seen a possum before." And then today, we were driving, and she goes, "Did you know possums are rabies proof?" That's a fun fact for me and from me <laughs> to you. Aren't <laughs> they, like, carriers, though? I don't rabies. know. She just told me possum are rabies proof okay. That's a fun fact from me to you. So you deal <laughs> with that information as Okay. Well. Sounds fake, but I okay. Ca- okay. Thank you for listening to the Cult of Domesticity. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Chorus, Spotify, YouTube, Yes, YouTube, and Podbean. If we're not available on your preferred app, let us know, because currently I think you're a ghost that we just talked about. The hello, so ghost friend. Hello, ghost friends. And also, please don't haunt me. Do um, But let I'll us know. No. Wow. Do, do it help me? Do not help me. No. <laughs> um if we're not on your preferred app, let us know so we can jump on that. Remember to rate, review, subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen um to show your love or just force your family. But remember as of the last time, do not waterboard your family or friends to listen because apparently that's Round illegal. Um but force them to listen. I mean, just just blast it everywhere. Like the North the car. Koreans over the demilitarized zone or like Layer the US military out. trying to break down prisoners just blast it all the time until they... I just so accepted it. We went from one convention violation to another. I like that. All right okay check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Domestic Podcast and at The Cult of Domesticity on Instagram to get the episode tip-off recipe of the week and additional information about the week's topic you can also find our podcast merch which is now a thing on Threadless by searching for The Cult of Domesticity and if you're feeling particularly generous we have set up a tip jar on PayPal which is very exciting um finally to suggest a recipe or topic you can email us at domesticpodcast at gmail.com um also, if you write us a review on somewhere outside of iTunes, we have no way of knowing. So please screenshot that shit and send it to us on our email, which is domesticpodcast at gmail.com. Um, I am thoroughly hammered now to deal with the fact that I'm terrified of my house being haunted and that blue boy appearing in my window again, which is a 50% possibility. So <sighs> high five. High five.